What does hosting a live stream show have to do with growing your personal brand and landing new career opportunities? We talk to I. Addison Zhang, who shares her story, next on Brand on Broadcasting. Welcome to episode 15 of Brand on Broadcasting. I'm Ross Brand from LivestreamUniverse.com, and this is the show where we talk all things broadcasting with a special focus on the online space. That means live streaming, podcasting, video creation, smart speakers, and more. Today's guest is Dr. I. Addison Zhang. She has a fantastic live stream show called Classroom Without Walls, and she's used live streaming and social media to rapidly grow her personal brand online. I is giving up her job security in higher education as a tenured professor to disrupt the industry with her Classroom Without Walls Academy. She speaks about education, social media, and online video all over the world and has upcoming speaking engagements at Social Media Week Lima and VidCon. Uh, as you enjoy the episode, you can check out the show notes at uh, brandonbroadcasting.com slash ep fifteen brandonbroadcasting.com slash EP15 uh, for the show notes and links and other information related to our show and our wonderful guest. And join me as I sit down now with one of the brightest stars in the live stream universe, I. Addison Zhang. Our next guest, it's Dr. I. Addison Zhang joining us from... Somewhere around the world, she is shooting and traveling and hosting shows and doing it all. Uh, in Korea, I believe, right? Yeah, I just landed. As you can see from my background, I'm literally at the airport, and this is my my luggage, everything. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I'm so honored that you took the time to uh, join us. Uh, it's it's early in the morning there. You're traveling a lot, getting set to come uh, to the U.S. for Social Media Week Lima, Ohio, as I mentioned. Um, and you're the host of Classroom Without Walls, which is a phenomenal show. I think uh, maybe more than almost any other show uh, online, that's one that I, I make sure to watch every week. You have great guests. You ask great questions. Um, and I've seen I've just seen the show grow um, and I've seen your brand online uh, just blow up and your speaking gigs and everything else. How much of that is due to having a, a regular live streaming show and how much of it is maybe some of the other things you're doing on, on social media? I, I think honestly, probably 80% really allows. And uh, my social media journey started before I launched the live streaming show and I was kind of all over the place and I did produce content, but here and there, I really started to see a big difference, as you mentioned, in terms of my community, my business, speaking gigs, and overall my online presence after I launched the live streaming show. And uh, like people ask me, that is my piece of advice to anyone asking me, you know, really start to produce some sort of long form content. And for me, have, I love video and uh, happens to be live streaming. And for others, it doesn't have to be, but like any form of long, any type of long form content. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a lot. Yeah. Right, Actually, right. why I started the show was mainly because my full time job was a college professor. So right. when I launched the show, I was mainly trying to show my students 
mm-hmm. that they don't have to come to the classroom to learn. You know, that's why it is called classroom without walls. In this day and age, they can go anywhere, travel to any place, even where I am now at the airport. You can learn, and the social media has allowed this to happen. But like after two years, my show has grown a lot. Yeah, but when I started, it was mainly to reinvent traditional classroom teaching. Well, that's a big part of what you're doing. Um, you're an entrepreneur in the education space. Um, and talk a little bit about your journey there, because you were a tenured professor at a university, and uh, now you're kind of going off into a, a whole different realm. Uh, but I'll let you tell as much as you'd like to tell about it. It's very exciting. You've had uh, you know, some, some really uh, interesting invitations and accomplishments but i'll let you divulge what you're comfortable talking about oh thank you yeah i'm i have been working in higher education for two decades and uh, after so many years i really started to see how the system is now really preparing our students for the future and i see some big missing pieces in our educational system including digital literacy Digital storytelling, you know, Gary V has been talking about this. I think regardless of a person's major, anyone, everyone should work really hard to build their personal brand. You don't have to be majoring in communication or social media or digital marketing to build a personal brand. Even you are a dentist and, uh, you know, mechanical engineer, I think everyone should have a a personal brand. So that is a, a big missing piece in our contemporary educational system. And another one I feel like it is really missing is this um, soul searching, you know, mm-hmm. inner journey. Like, I don't know about you, Ross. For me, once I truly discover my authentic self, what is my life calling? And uh, when I can really align my professional career with my inner authentic self, I just feel so good, you know, that alignment. It takes no energy for me to be me. And But before I had this public image I have to maintain. But this inner journey, I think it is so, so important. But that is another missing piece. And also another one is really, it's not, I feel like our curriculum should not be like separated by majors, but should be more holistic and should be based on problems. And when you are really trying to solve a problem, like us, we are entrepreneurs, we right. are problem solvers. When you are trying to solve a problem, you use lots of skills, not just from one specific major or discipline, but multiple. Now I have to learn business, you know, how to manage my personal finance, all those things. So all those are missing pieces. So because of that, I'm building my own school, which is called Classroom Without Words Academy, that has all the elements that I mentioned that I think are missing in our contemporary educational system. Wow. So that's going to be a totally different experience because it's actually going to prepare students for the world that they're going to live in and give them skills not only to succeed in a digital world, um, but to to better find themselves because rather rather than going to college at, at 18 or 19 and going down and list the majors and going, I think I'll do this because I like. Lo- I think I'll study exactly. this because I like to read, or I'm good at math, so I'll do that. Like without any sense of how that aligns exactly. with who you are. 
exactly. That is a common question. My my students are in New Jersey, so suburb mm-hmm. New Jersey. And uh, one question they tell me a lot is, "Doctor, I don't know what to do. I have no idea. I think because they haven't been exposed so much in life, right? They spend pretty much their career." Um, as a student, and they did some part-time job here and there, but mainly like waitress, waiters, like small. Now it's really like um, like the journey that we have been embarking on, right? To to really discover. Do you agree that becoming an entrepreneur is also a journey to transform who we are? And I I feel like yeah. so many of my students they haven't had a chance to embark on such a journey, and then that's why I want to. Built, like I just came back from Singapore where I'm doing some groundwork for my two-week immersion program in Singapore to cultivate students' entrepreneurship. And the reason I added this compo- component of international traveling is because I feel like when you travel, when you step outside of your comfort zone, a magic starts to happen and you truly start to discover who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, Almost all the major transformations happened to me because I was outside of my comfort zone and because I was able to, you know, do this inner journey. Like I launched my show after we came to Korea two years ago. Right. I launched my show and blogging. I built my company and I started to do speaking. Like everything happened to me pretty much within the last two years. You know, interviews as golden, all those things. It is pretty amazing what can happen to you when you are outside of your comfort zone. It is really fascinating, and I want our students to experience that, to travel a little bit more, to to really discover who they are. I, I also think that, um, and this could be traveled within. Like for me, it was traveling exactly. within the United States. It wasn't necessarily traveling around the world, but we we can get very. Our comfort zone also is filled with routine. So when you're outside your comfort zone, it's like you're now able to see, hey, this thing that I thought was difficult to do, I just go down and knock on the door and uh, ask somebody or I, you know, okay, I'll volunteer here or I'll do an internship. Like when I was in my early 20s or whatever, like when I moved out, uh, you know, I moved out to out west, it just became very easy all of a sudden to get in and try different things and everything was like. So I, you yeah. know, I'm kind of living a routine, and now I'm not like, living uh, that anymore. This is such a great point. And the part of me to really kind of reinvent myself, to quit my job, to start doing this thing, it's really be- like I'm 40 years old. And when I was about like 38, I was like, wow, I could almost predict my life, right? My right. life is just a routine. I go to school, I teach the same classes, I work on similar research projects, I work with similar people. And it's just like so so scary there's nothing that is unknown there's nothing that is unpredictable i was like how can i even grow in this environment and uh so yeah (laughs) so um i I really love what you mentioned about this concept of routine i i think really like you don't have to travel internationally but really just to break away from the routine and i think that's yes yeah, and it, let's get back to the personal brand because I mean it's amazing. Uh, I think the way you've used your show and and social media in general, and now I'm I'm understanding a part of it that I didn't even think of, which was um, really being in touch with your true self and and being yourself. Because I mean it's wonderful how after like each of your shows, you're so enthusiastic to share the tips that you learn with the guests, 
And mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, people who've been doing podcasting for years and stuff know a little bit at the end of an interview, they might summarize a couple of key points, but they're doing that in post-production a day later, maybe or something like that. I, I mean, you just grab your phone and get on Instagram or Twitter or wherever. And, uh, you know, you off the top of your head, you run through like the key points and uh, there's a real, there's just a realness about it. And I think that's one of the things that draws people in to your content. Um, have you been able to sort of put a finger on it? Like what you feel is, um, uh, enabled you to go from, you know, starting a, a show two years ago now to speaking at, at VidCon coming up this summer, which is, you know, one of the top video online video yeah. conferences in the world. Yeah. So for me, I, I think I have definitely changed a lot, like just over the past two years. And what I've learned from my journey is that you really have to do two things. One is be consistent. Everybody's talking about this, but this is so true. Because when I started my show and a few of my friends, we kind of started at the same time. I'm the only person who has, who kind of survived, you know, who is still going. And the second one is really think when you are running the show, when you are bringing the guests, really, really prioritize your community and your audience. And, uh, like even when I share my content, like the reason I, after I do the hour long interview, I do a kind of three or two minutes recap is for people who cannot watch the entire hour long interview. So they can just watch my short video and to know what are the key, key points. And even after the live streaming show is over and I go back to the original post, I do an edit, you know, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, all the platforms that allow you to edit your post. So I edit my post, I highlight the key points so that even people who are not going to watch the interview and they can read my key points and they know and they can decide if they want to watch the interview or not. I always try mm-hmm. to give my audience different options to make make it easier for them to consume my content so they don't have to do the extra work to, to watch my show, read my article, but I am doing the extra work for them. So really always think about your audience and try different ways to serve them because people consume content very differently. And some people prefer video, some people prefer audio, some people prefer written text and try to diversify and make this easier for them and always think about your audience. And even why, like while I was doing my show and when I just started, I did this almost like a two minutes introduction of my show. What is my show about? Now I just, I just cut everything. Right. I just dive into the topic. And uh, for people who are joining right now, they can just benefit. Even if they stay for five minutes, I want to make sure they can benefit from that five minutes content. We're talking with Dr. I. Addison Jang. She's the host of Classroom Without Walls. And coming up in a little bit, we'll do some post-show. All our guests will join us. And you can join us, too. There'll be a link uh, at that time. And the post show will be on our YouTube channel. Right now we're going out to about six different platforms, but we'll do the post show on YouTube, rossbrand.tv. We'll take you there, rossbrand.tv. If you want to head over to the YouTube channel, we'll be uh, getting started with the post show in just a little bit. Um, I, I think one of the other things that really stands out, and we talked about repurposing content with Dan Norton earlier, and it could be repurposing a live video with video clips, but it could be doing the summary like you do, is is realizing how many people who don't watch your show 
still get your content, still still helps you build your brand, whether it's through images from the show or related to the show or to promote the show, whether it's through those summaries, uh, whether it's through repurposing clips. Um, I think that's that's almost as important to, to reach outside of your core audience as anything else you could be doing related to live streaming, even though it isn't exactly live streaming, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I used to, like, for every interview I did, I do a blog post recap, and I just don't have the time to do it. But that is something I want to go back because, as I mentioned, you know, written contest, content, and people, there are lots of people, even the blog articles I wrote, like two years ago, I did a blog article compared a few different social media, uh, a few different uh, third-party tools that we right. can use to go live. And that article is still bringing me traffic. And that was from two years ago. It was pretty crazy. And so I still see value in written content. So if I can, I also want to do a recap in terms of like blogging right. and my live streaming interview. Yeah. Now, you use pretty much all the major social platforms. Do you have one or two that are your focus or that you feel you have the strongest audience or that it's most important to create content for? Or do you uh, look at it as a piece of content and it needs to be everywhere? Yeah, I, I, I tend to be all over the place. But I started my journey on Twitter, really just like try to focus on Twitter. But about like a few years ago, I kind of expanded to different platforms. And I, I, I can see, like, I think on different platforms, I have different audience. I, and uh, I don't really have, I think YouTube is my weakest, which I just started this year. But other social media channels, pretty much the same. Yeah, like Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. I started to spend a lot more time on LinkedIn starting uh, last year. And I really started to see uh, the benefits of being really active on LinkedIn, especially now with access to LinkedIn Live. Right. And so a few hours ago, I got another email, a message from someone on LinkedIn and commenting and asked me how to help him with live streaming. And uh, so, yeah, I can see kind of different audience demographic on different channels. I can also see the benefits of being active on different social media channels. And on, on Instagram, it's really interesting. I have a lot more people watching my Instagram stories then my news feed, my news feed, I don't really get, I was like, right. I should just stop posting pictures. I feel like nobody, but my Instagram stories, I have so many people watching, which is, I just, you see me on Instagram. I just love like right, right. being who I am. I, I think that's another thing. I just really be you, be authentic. When I started on this journey, I was trying to be you. I was trying to be Brian Fenzo. I was trying to be everybody else other than me. But now I like after, Sometimes I, I think, you know, I have discovered my authentic self. I'm just like me. Yeah. Well, now you, that you've taken off like you have, we now all want to be you. So <laughs> That is so funny. <laughs> We're talking with Dr. I. Addison Jang. She is in Korea right now. It's early in the morning at the airport. And she'll be speaking at Social Media Week Lima coming up uh, next week. When you, you when you do posts um, things other than live video for uh, LinkedIn, are there any any tips? I know we heard uh, Judy Fox had some great tips on your show yesterday. Anything that you're finding that really resonates when you do it on, yeah, on LinkedIn? I, I, I think 
really, really, for me, life is more. I don't post every day, but I want to make sure every piece of content I put out is good, is solid, right? I use emojis. I break like first point and what I'm trying, like what is my call to action? What am I trying to post? What am I trying to say? What do I want my audience to do after they consume this piece of content? Be really intentional. I think we have way too much noise in the digital media space. And I want to make an effort to reduce the noise. And every piece of content I share, I want to make sure it is good. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I produce lots of video content. Even for the video content I do on LinkedIn, I give people a highlight. This video is about this, 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 and this. Just I don't, I do not add captions to my video which I should. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for people who don't even watch the video, if they just read through my post, they know exactly. And sometimes I watch people's video, they, they, they were like, watch this video to learn the top three tips. I was like, I can't watch the video now, but I want to learn the top three tips. And, uh, and I, I don't want my audience to struggle with that. So I always, yeah, yeah. I spend lots of time doing copywriting to really think about and uh, what is the best way to communicate my message. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much advice that goes in different directions. Um, I used to always, uh, you know, load up the post with information and everything. Then, you know, I, I was seeing some people who are doing well advising, okay, put as little information as possible. Then people watch the video or they'll click through to the link or whatever. And, I think you got to like at the end of the day, just do what feels right to you and what's within your personality, because from some people, it might be just a line that teases and sends you to a link or to a video. But for somebody else, it might be that that your thorough posts and your thoughtful tips are what, you know, what bring them to your content. Yeah, exactly. That's such a great point. You know, going back to education, I feel like education is not just about learning facts and information but this process of learning unlearn and relearn you know deconstruct it deconstruct what we have learned and reconstruct what works for us you know and even i remember when mark Schaefer was on my show and i uh, and i asked him this question about video content he was like just because everyone's producing video content doesn't mean you have to do it if you are really crappy in front of video you shouldn't do it right and uh, and uh, do what works for you so i totally agree and this is what i shared is what have been working for me and all the tips and uh, and strategies and tactics they work for me and maybe it will not work for you so you right. have to kind of learn Unlearn and relearn. Well, I mean, video is definitely working for you, both live video and video clips on social media. Uh, that is Dr. I. Addison Jang. Again, her show is Classroom Without Walls every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, and uh, what, 5 a.m. in Korea, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're heading back to the U.S., so things will definitely be better. Yeah, that's well, the fear. So I don't even know how many times I was thinking about just like giving up. It's like too hard and traveling and bringing my gear. It is hard, but you know, yeah, you just have to be. And you really have to do what you love. You know, this just sounds so cliche, cliche, but I really do what you love, and because I really love producing video content, it is really fun for me to do. So I can keep going. Yeah. 
Well, it's such an honor to have you on for the first time. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. And don't forget to check out the show notes, brandonbroadcasting.com slash EP15, brandonbroadcasting.com slash EP15. And you can subscribe to the podcast, brandonbroadcasting.com slash subscribe. And for resources for live streaming, podcasting, content creation, check out livestreamuniverse.com slash resources, livestreamuniverse.com slash resources. Thanks again to our wonderful guest, Dr. I. Addison Zhang, and thank you all for joining us. We will be back again with another episode of Brand on Broadcasting. Take care, everybody.